What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, and come on in, USA, Canada, International, Long Island, a.k.a. Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Stand Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood, lonely, nomad, unstoppable, independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging out with the 234th episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast. Live and direct from StreamYard alongside with YouTube and alongside myself is the Instagram live feed of the podcast show page. Make sure you turn on your notifications and be sure to be sure to turn on your reminders of when I'm going to be on Instagram live recording each episode on a weekly basis. And to be sure when each episode is going to be dropping as well. And, and of course, by the way, if you are new to the channel, um, if you're new to the channel and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry. I got your back on everything. Um, but first, let me give a reminder right here. You like to support this podcast, you can go ahead and you're more than welcome to do that actually by going to my cash app, which is G Money Stacks 555. That's dollar sign capital G, lowercase M, O N E Y, capital S, lowercase T A C K Z, 555. Once again, it's all about doing the best you can. It's not about having. A lot of money from a rich family it's not about that whatever amount of money you you decide at that you're comfortable with that you desire will be appreciated all right and also if and also um i may add if uh if i may add if you if you plan on if you plan on listening to this show right here of course make sure you follow the show on instagram as well which i will actually um talk about in a couple minutes and and you can make sure you give a five star rating to pod chaser pod friend Apple Podcasts and of course Spotify and be sure to share the episodes on Spotify and Spotify and whatever and whatever streaming platforms um you get your podcasts and stuff all right so without further ado if you're new to the YouTube channel universe and, and you missed any previous episodes let me fill you in go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 that's where you see all the new york episodes on there and and of course leave a like and a comment along with the episodes alongside with the topics stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes and of course most importantly most importantly be sure to download these episodes, share the share the episodes, share the videos. Be sure to listen, stream, and watch the episodes in case you miss any of the new and previous episodes that's been dropped. And of course, 
tell a friend to another friend, spread the word, and I'll handle the rest where you can actually um, listen to the episodes at the end of the show. So I got y'all with that right there. All right. And um, for the most most part of all, um, let me see. Yes. Yes. Um, let's get to, let's get to the, let's get to, um, the New York mass transit files right now, man. Let's do this right here. Um, let's do it. Okay, let's get into what's going on here with our first transit topic here. And this is involving um, EV charging super hubs across New York City. Okay, here's what's going on here. All right, so electric vehicle startup Revel will build five new super hubs across New York City for EV charging in the coming years, the company announced on Monday. The company plans to bring 136 new first, no, excuse me, new fast charging stalls at locations in four boroughs, two in Brooklyn and one in each in the Bronx, Manhattan and Queens. The charging ports will be available to use 24-7 by any electric motor vehicle and can produce a full charge in 10 to 20 minutes. With the new spots plus its existing 25-slot hub in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, Revel says it will operate 80% of the fast charging infrastructure in the five boroughs. The only way mass ev adoption will ever happen in new york city is if the charging infrastructure is there to support it said revel ceo frank Rieg in a statement we need high volume public sites in the neighborhoods where people when people excuse me actually um live and work and that's exactly what revel is is delivering with our growing super hub network this is the biggest fast charging expansion our city has ever seen and it's a huge step toward making our ev transition a reality the, the largest new site will be in mass beth queens where the company plans to build a 60 unit super hub at the corner of 54th road and 46th street that hub sited in an industrial area and intended primarily for commercial EVs will be the largest public universally universally accessible fast charging station in the Western Hemisphere, the company said in a press release. Mm. Well, 
let's see um the company also plans a 30 port hub in the south bronx at east 139th street and Bruckner Boulevard adjacent to the Bruckner Expressway and switch between gas stations run by BP and Sitco. In Brooklyn, the company intends to open a 20-slot hub on Red Hooks. Hold on a second. Hold on. Yes, Red Hooks Industrial Waterfront, funded by a $7 million um, state grant that will also go towards building a green jobs training center and 16 units at its new headquarters at Williamsburg's Dime Building near the Williamsburg Bridge and the neighborhood's MTA bus terminal. Whew. $7 million. Oh, wow. Okay, hold on. Hold up. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. That right there. Um Yeah, I'm going to You know what? Hold on a second. I'm gonna think of a question after I get off the air um about this. See what you guys think about all this. And um, yeah, yes, seven million dollars. Okay, um, all right, seven million dollars. All right, here we go. Um, and in Manhattan, ten units will open. At Pier 36 adjacent to the FDR Drive. All sites are expected to open by the end of 2023. This is this is interesting. Um, the company says except the Red Hook spot, which will open the following year. The selected sites will not require any rezonings for the hubs, confirmed Revel spokesperson Robert Familiar. And thus will avoid the city's draw out and costly uniform land use review procedure, making fast, reliable electric vehicle charging accessible across New York City's five boroughs at is at the foundation of reducing emissions in our city, said Deputy Mayor Mira Joshi in a statement. We applaud Revel's infrastructure investment in New York City which will make it easier for drivers to go electric. The Adams administration has learned heavily on investment in EVs and related infrastructure. Revel's announcement comes just days after Mayor Eric Adams announced the city will replace more than 900, 900 gas guzzling city vehicles with clean EVs. With the exception of Red Hook, the hubs are being privately financed. The company received $176 million in back, backing last year from a group of investors led by financial giant BlackRock to build out its charging network. 
Hmm. Okay, um, Reveler has quickly become one of the biggest players in the city's EV sector. Hold on. <clears throat> okay um the company got its start in the big apple with its moped sharing program launching in 2018 and quickly peppering the city with its distinctive blue mopeds which users can unlock with their smartphone and park anywhere they want Despite its origins, however, the five new hubs will not host will not host um, charging infrastructure for electric bikes or scooters. Confirmed, familiar. The sp the Revel spokesperson Revel charges its mopeds off site. In twenty twenty one, Revel announced plans for its first charging super hub in Bestai at a former Pfizer pharmaceutical plant, opening within months. Later that year, the company announced plans to break into the city's cab market with a fleet of Tesla Model Ys painted in its signature blue. But that plan encountered bureauc okay, hold on. Encountered um bureau bureaucratic snags when the city attempted to put the kibosh on the enterprise with the taxi and limousine commission voting to amend the big apples cap for the big apple excuse me the big apples cap on four higher vehicles to include evs hoping to, to prevent a flood of new rideshare cars adding to the city's paralyzing gridlock after weeks of squabbling the city greenlit revels foray into the FHV market, and the company now employs 480 drivers operating 200 rideshare vehicles, which will make significant use of its charging ports. And another topic we got to talk about in news, in transit news, is the speed cameras. All right, let's get to the speed cameras part. Um. Since the city's 2,200 speed cameras shifted to 24-7 operations in August, about 15 tickets, no, excuse me, 15% of tickets issued were, were in the Bronx through December 20th. The cameras, which can only be placed within a quarter-mile radius of a school, previously functioned from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., Monday through Friday, they shifted to 24-7 operations on August 1st, 2022, with overwhelming support from city and state lawmakers, though some Republicans criticized the safe streets measure as a cash cow. 
Well, I don't know about all that, though. Um, There were 2,877,421 speed camera um, violations issued from August 1st to December 20th, 2022, according to the city's comptroller's office. Of those tickets, 435,645 or 15.14% were, were issued in the Bronx. The most were issued in Queens at 1,079,642 tickets, while 949,004 were issued in Brooklyn, 227,069 in Manhattan and 18,606 in Staten Island. Hmm. Yeah. And um, according to the Comptroller's office, the city collected more than nine, $99.6 million from violations during that August, December time frame with approximately 66.5 million dollars more in tickets that have yet to be paid these figures account for late penalties court determined reductions and in interest oh boy hmm So, um, where is it? Violations have been decreasing each month since the expansion took place, according to Mayor Mayor Eric Adams. Cameras flagged about seventy-seven, excuse me, seven hundred fifty-five thousand speed violations in August, which dropped to five hundred and sixty-five thousand in November, a twenty-five point two decrease. 25.2% decrease. Adams also said that pedestrian deaths were down 7.5% in 2022, the third lowest number in the city's recorded history after a rise in traffic fatalities that started in 2019. And an analysis of ticket data from August through October by street blog, street blogs showed that while daytime weekday speeding was down 15% compared to the same time period in 2021, the, the total number of tickets were up 67% compared to the same time period in previous years. Hold on.
The NYC Department of Transportation declined to provide monthly violation data for 2022, only pointing to reports with data from earlier years. The, the agency also would not say how many speed cameras are currently in the Bronx or which locations garner the most violations. The DOT data from previous years before the cameras expansion supports that roughly half of drivers slow down in school zones after being flagged by cameras by the cameras the agency reported that from the program's inception in 2014 through 2021 46 percent of plates receiving a ticket did not receive a second one and an additional 19 percent received no more than two in 2021 55% of vehicles that received a camera ticket got just one even though the number of cameras throughout the, the city increased during the, that time frame just 0.15 percent of violations were overturned with only 2.4 percent of drivers requesting hearings um the cameras only flag drivers who are more than 10 miles per hour over the speed limit and carry a $50 fine regardless of how many offenses the plate has rung up or the rate of speed above 10 miles per hour in excess of the speed limit. Okay. Um, Summons issued by a police officer for speeding in a school zone could range on the first offense from $90 to $600 plus an $88 state surcharge, according to DOT. Damn. Really, though? Really? Whew. Damn, I f damn, I feel everybody's pain on this one. Okay, so the DLT DLT's most recent report on the city's speed cameras which only includes data from before the cameras went 24-7, says that as of December 2021, speeding has dropped at camera locations by an average of 73%. The Grand Concourse saw a 90% drop in speed camera violations between the first month the cameras was installed and December 2021 from six, 604 to 60 violations violations and boston road saw a, a 70 78 percent drop with 431 camera violations in the first month and 96 in december 2021 according to the report the bronx times asked dot when these cameras were installed and is awaiting a response the traffic surveillance camera locations are no secret on top of neighbors sharing camera locations in Facebook groups and on the Waze navigation app. The city's 
the city posts signs, warnings of the cameras in every location. But the cameras don't catch everyone with speed demons who drive with illegally obstructed plates averting the technology. In April, MTA Chief General Lieber estimated that the agency would lose $50 million in 2022 due to drivers with obscured plates dodging tolls on city bridges and tunnels. A report by the city found that the city has lost about $75 million in potential fines for red light and speed camera violations because of obstructed plates. Oh my gosh. Ain't this about a bitch? Yeah. Um, Safe Streets advocates have tried to draw attention to these plates. Hang on. Safe street, safe streets advocates have tried to draw attention to these plates, which drivers intentionally obscure with plastic plate covers or by bending the sides of the plate, scratching off the lettering or placing foreign objects over part of the plate number. In the fall, lawyer Adam White said he removed a piece of plastic that was obstructing a license plate, but found himself charged with criminal mischief. His charges were dropped, but he was he has sued the city for the incident. Streets blog editor um, Gersh Kunstman created a video series on his Twitter after White's incident, where he documents himself conducting his own criminal mischiefs. He, re he removes objects from obscured plates and carries a paint pen to draw on letters and numbers that have been scratched off. Huh. And that's kind of crazy. That's where you actually go wrong here, man. That's that's totally wrong. Like, like seriously, why? Yeah, um, okay, what else we got on the agenda that we need to talk about here? Yes, uh, we do need to discuss, <sighs> wow. Now, I had to look up the person who passed away. Um, I had to look up the person that passed away who is the drummer of Earth, Wind, and Fire. And unfortunately, 
unfortunately he passed away and yeah unfortunately he passed away um which i will get to which i will get to right about now um for those of you who may not know who he is i will i will fill you in and i will fill you in on the segment and and chatting all the jazz right here. Hold on a second if I can find it. Yes, chatting all the jazz right here. Um, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into that right there. Yes, chatting all the jazz coming up. Okay, one moment here. One moment, one moment. Okay. Okay. Um All right, let's get into let's get into some unfortunate news that we got to talk about here pertaining to our our drummer who is Hold on a minute. Well, wait a minute. Not wait, I'm sorry. Um I'm sorry. Gangsta Boo is Gangsta Boo. Um yes, Gangsta Boo. We got to talk about this right here. Yes, um, all right, so Gangsta Boo, I'm kind of got a little mixed up here, so, so so I do apologize right here. So Gangsta Boo, a sudden, a sudden rapper who was a former member of the hip-hop group 3-6 Mafia has died. She was 43. She was 43 years old. Wow. She's 43. That really sucks, man. Um, that sucks. Aww. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lola Gangsta Boo Mitchell was found dead Sunday in Memphis, Tennessee, her hometown. The cause of death has not been released. The Mitchell family would like to thank everyone for their condolences regarding the untimely death of Lola Gangsta Boo Mitchell, said the rapper's mother, Veronica Mitchell, and family in a statement issued Monday. Damn. The family is asking for your continued prayers and privacy as we process the loss of our loved one. The rapper launched her career at age at age of at the at age of 14 when she was noticed by dj paul a founding member of three six mafia by fit by 15 she joined the rap the rap collective which included notable members dj paul juicy j crunchy black and lord infamous 
Gangsta Boo gained instant notoriety with her shoot from the hip rapid fire rap flow on Three Six Mafia's 1995 debut album Mystic Styles, which became a cult classic. Okay, can we not use, can we not put cult in everything? Like, damn. Just call it a damn fucking classic, man. Golly. I already have an issue with the word cult already, man. It's just, it's just, it's just being used too loosely. That's why I'm a little, I'm a little agitated about this too. That shit is nerve wracking. But anyway. She appeared on five more of the group's albums, including Chapter 2, World Domination, and the Platinum Selling, When the Smoke Clears, 6661. Hmm. And um, in 1988, she branched out with her debut solo album, Inquiring Minds. The album was highlighted by where, where them dollars at, featuring Juicy J and DJ Paul. After 3-6 Mafia released Choices, the album in 2001, she left the group to focus on her solo career. She dropped her sophomore debut, her sophomore album, Both Worlds, um, 99. No, excuse me, 69, in Asterisk, um, which reached number 29 on the Billboard 200 chart. Her third album, Inquiring Minds 2, the, the soap opera, was released in 2003. During her career, Gangsta Boo collaborated with popular popular artists including Outkast, Eminem, Gucci Mane, Lil Jon, E-40, and T.I. This year, she appeared on Lotto's um, FTCU that also included Glorilla. Last month, Gangsta Boo says she was on the verge of releasing her fourth album, The Blueprint, this year. Last year, she filmed an unreleased video, I'm a Mac, with producer Drummer Boy. Gangsta Boo was like a sister to me and, and told the world about me the way my blood brother did, Drummer Boy said in a statement. We both are Leos and share the same energy towards unity and seeing people happy. This is just such a devastating loss because she always wanted to see others win. RIP to the Queen of Memphis, forever my sister. And um, let me see. So let's see, let's see, let's see. So DJ Paul, um, this is where DJ Paul comes in. And... Um, DJ Paul is clarifying his prior com- comments about Gangsta Boo's funeral, where he said he paid for the services and explained why he was absent. In a statement to TMZ on Monday, um, January 16th, 
excuse me, the three six mafia rapper added the, the other major names who helped foot the bill for Boo's funeral. He also noted how bothersome it was to address naysayers at all about such a negative topic. Um the fact that I had to even address negative things being said behind the scenes is really bothersome, DJ Paul said. I spearheaded the planning and paid for it, paid for the majority of Boo's funeral. Others reached out to assist as their way of showing Boo love. It was only right to include them, as we all love Boo. I previously stated why I didn't I did not attend the funeral, and this is exactly why. As I think bringing the attention is not appropriate. He continued, Boo and my relationship was hours alone. She knew and knows where my heart was in it. I don't have to explain that to anybody. According to the report, fellow Memphis legends among the likes of Juicy J, 8-Ball, and MJG and more also pitched in to pay for the services. DJ Paul's original comments arrived in a since-deleted Instagram video on Sunday morning, January 15th, after he was being called out online for not attending attending Gangsta Boo's funeral service the day prior to the day prior in South South Haven, um, Mississippi. And he said, and quote, let me explain something to y'all bitch ass niggas out there who got something to say about me not coming to Boo funeral. He started, nigga, I paid for the funeral, ho. I'm on motherfucking tour. And even if I wasn't, I don't do funerals, nigga. The last time I was at a funeral, it wasn't nothing but a bunch of groupie ass motherfucking niggas up in the motherfuck in that motherfuckers. He continued, Boo know how much I loved her. I know how much she loved me, nigga. I ain't got nothing to prove to none of you punk ass groupie ass niggas up in there. Paul went on to rewind though to 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 remind those who has something to say about his absence that we're, we're it, not for him. Many not many might not even have been aware of Gangsta Boo's talents because it wouldn't be nothing, uh, nothing but about four or five motherfuckers in there if it wasn't for who I created. Nigga, what I created, he said. The teenage girl I found, nigga, I'm the one that wrote where them dollars at hook nigga i'm the one who was writing the produce and producing that shit yeah he said yeah she said no sh yeah she did her verses she did some hooks juicy j was doing beats he was doing hooks but i discovered her nigga i went to school with her she went to school with me gangsta boo died at the age of 43 on january 1st in her hometown of memphis and while DJ Paul was not in was not in attendance at her service, hundreds of mourners, including Glorilla, um, Dr Drummer Boy, LaChat, Memphis, and more, were present to pay their respects. TMZ reports that Against the Boot Posthumous album is now in the works, in addition to other special projects. Okay, this is where. Hold on a minute here. This is where Glorilla um comes in. 
All right, so Glorilla shared heartfelt messages she received from the late Gangsta Boo who gave the Memphis rapper her stamp of approval prior to her tragic death. Big Glow referred to Boo as the queen of Memphis and went on to reveal some of the messages the former the former 3-6 Mafia rapper sent her. Glorilla added that Gangsta Boo was one of the first to co-sign her in the city. And she wrote in quote, I don't know, I normally don't post screenshots, but the fact that she reached out to me before anybody else had a clue who I was, she always supported me and the girls way back before we blew up a real legend. There will never be another gangster boo glow wrote. Um and um the message date back to mid 2021 and include compliments from um GB saying you smashing glow for real as a pioneer of Memphis female rap I love to see this um no one came since me and chat go off main XO and um there's there's been an outpouring outpouring of support and tributes across social media for against the boo um as Snoop Dogg, Ty Dolla Sign, Drummer Boy, Tay Keith, and more showed love in Glorilla's comment section. She blessed you. R.I.P. Boo, Snoop wrote. Gangsta Boo ended up collaborating with Glorilla, Glo, excuse me, Glorilla and Lotto on the torch passing FTCU in December, which sampled 360. 36's Tear the Club Up. Gangsta Boo died at the age of 43 on Sunday, January 1st, according to Fox 13 Memphis. The rapper, real name is Lola Mitchell, was found dead around 4 p.m. local time on Sunday afternoon in her hometown of Memphis. A cause of death has not yet been revealed. In a newly aired interview with um, WREG Memphis loved ones said the rapper didn't die as a result of foul play and Boo's close friend Delmar Lawrence said she had so many plans in the works for 2023 she loved what she wanted to do she had so many plans so many dreams about what she wanted to do for 2023 I mean she told me about about him three days ago Lawrence told the outlet adding that the pioneering the part yes the pioneering memphis rapper had become depressed right before her death she lost her father and that was a very big blow for her she was a daddy's girl and it was many nights i prayed with her and just talked her through her grief so i'm glad to know she's at peace <sighs> wow wow and um all right, so let's lighten some sh let's lighten shit up though, man. You know what I mean? Um hold on, before we even do that, we gotta talk about um, the man with the machete. Yeah, let's talk about the man with the machete, man. Hold on a minute. Yes. And this took place um during 
this took place a while back in New Year's Eve. So, and this is from NPR, by the way, folks. A man accused of attacking police with a machete near New York, New York's Times Square on New Year's Eve is now facing federal terrorism charges after he became determined to wage um, um, to wage jihad um, against the U.S. government authorities announced Tuesday. Oh, boy. Attorney General Merrick Garland said in a statement that Trevor Thomas Bickford was charged with federal crimes in connection with his self-avowed um, jihad against U.S. government officials and his knife attack on three police officers in Times Square. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. This is crazy. That's really crazy, though. And I don't understand why people like this guy right here um, basically ruined his life. For what? For what? Nothing. That right there is just it's just crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? That's just crazy to me, man. And and my question for this is, hold on a second. My question for this one right here is, why? I am going to fill you in on this one in a sec. Um, this right here is just ridiculous. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, man. Okay. Okay. Um, Bifford was already charged with attempting to murder police officers, assault and attempted assault in state court in Manhattan. If convicted, he faces a mandatory life sentence. Um, state prosecutors have said Bickford shouted um, Allahu Akbar at about 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve before striking one officer in the head and attempting to grab another officer's gun. He was shot in the shoulder by police during the confrontation and was held without bail after he was arraigned by video from a Manhattan hospital. Oof. That sucks, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with yourself, man? What are you doing?
All right, so the Legal Aid Society, a public defender organization representing Bickford, has urged the public to refrain from drawing hasty conclusions to and to respect the privacy of our client's family. Bickford, age 19 of Wells, Maine, began studying radical Islamic ideology last summer, authorities said. They said he decided in November to wage um, a jihad against U.S. officials and officials of other governments he thought to be anti-Muslim. I don't know what a jihad is. Don't ask me. So I'm not Muslim, so don't ask me. Hold on. He was charged with four counts of attempted murder of officers and employees of the U.S. government and, and people assisting them. Each charge carries a potential penalty of 20 years in prison in event of, of a conviction. He was expected to appear in federal court at a later date. A criminal complaint in Manhattan federal court said Bigford told a family member in late, no late November or early December um, that he wanted to um, go to Jordan or Afghanistan to be a suicide bomber for his religion. And he told an older brother, a soldier in the U.S. military, in text messages in mid-December that he wanted to go to Afghanistan to join the Taliban. Hold on. All right, um, hold on.
All right, sorry about that. I had to uh, make sure the planes went by. Um, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Um, all right. Um, he he booked a ticket to fly to Jordan on December the twelfth, but didn't board the flight. The complaint said a day later, according to the complaint, the FBI conducted a voluntary inter interview with him, in which Bickford said he had bought tickets to fly to new delhi india several weeks several weeks earlier planning to to then go on to afghanistan afghanistan there he hoped to ally with the taliban and persuade them to help him fight the oppression of muslims in um myanmar formerly burma the complaint added the complaint said Bickford claimed he didn't agree with the Taliban's use of violence against civilians and had no intention of joining Al-Qaeda. It said he began reading the Quran in May or June and attending mosques, but he didn't think the mosques were adequate. So he began following um, um, imams on YouTube. The FBI, the FBI began investigating Bickford in mid-December based in part on concerns that members of his family expressed about Bickford's behavior, the complaint said. It said, memory, 
It said, excuse me, family members reported that Bigford had recently converted to Islam and be begun frequent frequenting mosques in and around Maine and New Hampshire, where Bigford lived with different family members. They reported that he also began researching the Taliban and expressed interest in traveling to Afghanistan to join the Taliban before buying a crossbow that he planted to bring with him to Afghanistan, the complaint said. According to the complaint, Bigford ultimately scrapped his November plans to travel overseas and instead decided he began, um, he'd wage um, jihad against the U.S. government within the United States as part of his plan to wage jihad against officials of governments that he believes are anti-Muslim, including the U.S. government. As part of that effort, Bigford traveled from Maine to New York City for the December 31st attack, the complaint said. After the Times Square attack, Bigfoot disclosed in a law enforcement interview that he created, excuse me, that he carried out the attack for the purpose of waging jihad and that Bigfoot's mission involved targeting military aged men who worked for the U.S. government and killing as many such officials as he could, the complaint said. Bigfoot told law enforcement that he walked around Times Square on December 31st prior to his attack to figure out the right time to kill the complaint said hold on It added that he said he spent a long period of time praying in the vicinity of Times Square before the attack. Bifford intended to die in the attack in an effort to achieve um, martyrdom, the complaint said. Bifford believed his attack was unsuccessful because he did not kill any officers and did not die himself. Hmm. Oh boy. How crazy do you have to be, man, to do some shit like this? Um, you know, speaking of crazy, let's talk East Bay. And of course, the name of the episode is Wow, East Bay closed down their business. So let's get into East Bay for a sec. Um okay, so I know this happened a month ago. Um I didn't know this was going on. Now I remember having the magazine with all the with all the sneakers and all the sneakers being posted and the prices and stuff with the East Bay magazine. I remember I collected those um over the years, but but um Unfortunately, East Bay is closing its doors. So um, let's get into it.
Why is East Bay closing, you ask? Okay, so the shoes and footwear retail East Bay's website has revealed that its business is ending in December 2022, um, which happened two months ago. Um, but why is it closing? East Bay has been a favorite among athletes and the general public for years. And the news about its closure comes as a disappointment to its customers. The facts section on its website displays the message. We're saying goodbye to East Bay at the end of 2022. Hmm. Damn. Goodbye. Oh, boy. Damn. Talk about a crash and burn when it comes to a business filing for bankruptcy. I'd be mad as hell if, if that if that really happened if that happened. Yeah, um okay. So, the notice of facility um, closure by Foot Locker, East Bay's parent company to the Department of Workforce Development cites opportunities to optimize our U.S. distribution network as the reason for its closure. Apparently, the growth of online retail over the years has resulted in demand for orders outside its Wasu Distribution Center. Foot Locker is East Bay's parent company since 1997, and when the acquisition happened, existing East Bay employees reportedly managed e-commerce for the former's online retail during its early years. Even though the facility based in Wusa has been functioning for years. WP, WPR reports its presence in the past few years has dwindled. Dwindled? Damn. Damn, dwindled? Dwindled? Huh. I gotta say, man, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy right there, though. Um... I can't say that's an epic fail, but but it sounds like to me that you know not too many people, not too many people were shopping on East Bay anyway. So that to me sounds like it sounds like an epic fail to me. Well, not really an epic fail, but it sounds like a closure that sounds pretty bad though, man. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy, man. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway, um 
anyway um the company hang on a second so um let me see let me see let me see so the company aims to serve its customers across the nation more efficiently and effectively with the strategic move dave ekman the president and ceo ceo of the Warsaw chambers a chamber of commerce told abc9 the business leadership has to make strategic decisions as to where the global economy is where the labor market is what the cost of doing business is transportation or anything that comes with the with a distribution center reportedly footlocker sold a part of east bay sales team to a different company earlier this year the outlet even had a sign at its entrance earlier this this, excuse me um this month that reads store permanently permanently closed (sighs) those poor workers those poor workers man um the closure notice um further reveals all distribution operation will start to phase out beginning january 31st which will be passed already 2023 and the facility will completely shut down by the end of april a a total of 210 employees are believed to be affected by the closing of the facility with the first layoff reportedly happening on january 31st damn Damn, son. Damn, son. Man, that's that 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 right there is that that really sucks, though, man. You know, I feel bad for the workers, though, man, who's getting laid off. I really do. I really do. And 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 you know, for them to I don't know, man. It's just beyond sad, though, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know, man. I really feel bad for the people who who worked at East Bay over the years, and for them to not know where they're gonna go from there, that's that has to be really troubling, right there. That's troubling, right there, though, man. Um, yeah, a total of two hundred ten. Employees are believed to be affected by the closing of the facility with the first layoff reportedly happening on January 31st. It is expected to impact 162 employees. The second layoff is scheduled to happen before April 30th and it will affect 48 employees. We have provided the appropriate um, 
notice to the workers who will be affected on January 31st, 2023, including the contact information for the local workforce development board serving their work site area. The notice reads, Sportswear catalog fans react to the news. East Bay was a favorite among its customers for its catalog that displayed a wide range of collections of sneakers, clothes, and other footwear for years. The news about the brand shutting down for good has made people really unhappy as they'll not have the catalog mailed to them every month. One tweeted, East Bay is shutting down at the end of the year. Wow. I remember getting that catalog and looking at all the shoes and jerseys before school. Knew damn well I couldn't buy anything in it at the time. Tough news to hear. Yes, it is indeed. Getting the new East Bay catalog in the mail was its own little event. Followed by marking it up and taking it to, to dad, laugh out loud. RIP said another. A third Twitter user said, dang, East Bay closing. I haven't looked at a catalog since like 1998, but still a part of me doesn't want them to, cl- to just close. In other news, you can only purchase Domino's loaded tots through this $6.99. What, what the hell? Nah. So damn SIP SIP to East Bay, man. <laughs> you know, the shit reminds me of Models um by Jamaica Avenue that closed down. And it it really it really sucks. And there was a Models, there was a Models in um Green Acres Mall as well. But a lot has changed over a lot has changed over the years and shit. So I don't know. It just seems it just seems like Everything is just so fucking um crazy, especially and it's not really it's not just the economy, man. I mean, the layoffs actually affects a lot of people, and you know, hopefully, 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 um, the people getting laid off probably have like a backup plan. Um, you know what you know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, we'll see what happens with that shit, though. Um, let's see. Let's see what's going on in the agenda here today. We're going to get into. All right. So let's get into. Let's get into. Let's get into Benny the Butcher. All right. Let's get into Benny the Butcher. Um, hang on a second. Let's get into being the butcher. Hold on a second. Um, all right, so being the butcher, right? Um, so 
a while back, there was a blizzard in New York, um, upstate New York to be exact. Um, here's what's going on here. So Bane the Butcher and Jim Jones have given their respective updates on the deadly winter storm that has ravaged parts of the Empire State. Dub, Dub Storm Elliot, the, dead, the deadly blizzard arrived on December 20th and has hit various parts of the country with extreme snow and sub-zero temperatures. By the time it hit the East Coast, the storm had intensified into a winter bomb cyclone, cyclone with blizzard-like conditions that gave the country one of the coldest and most fatal Christmas seasons in modern modern history. Oh my gosh. That's crazy, man. Really is crazy, right? Yeah, I'd be scared too, man, when it comes to a blizzard like this. I wouldn't even be caught out there doing this shit anyway. If I don't have anywhere to go as far as like as far as like any anything goes like other than work, then I'm not coming out. Now, I don't care what the amount of money is. If 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 it's the weather is bad, I'm not coming out. So that's my thing. As the tri-state area saw temperatures drop to single digits, Jim Jones took it upon himself to turn into... <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Turn into Weaver Man. <laughs> Weaver Man. <laughs> Weaver Man Jim and give a weather update to let his Instagram followers know this storm wasn't anything to play with. Who did this? Who the fuck is responsible? Who is in charge? This shit is past panda weather. 
<laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and the weather. <laughs> oh shit! The dishhead rapper said while braving the cold weather outdoors, I don't know who pissed who pissed Jack Frost off, and I don't know what we did to possibly deserve such inclement weather. This shit is wild out here. You heard? This is not for the average, bro. This shit is North Polish out there. Siberia-ish out here. He continued, if you don't have a coat, don't come the fuck outside trying to play yourself in no flight jacket, no jean jacket, no leather jacket. You trying to get pretty. No Pell jacket. If you wear a Pell jacket, you are disqualified today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) disqualified. Wow. (laughs) For wearing, oh man, for wearing a fucking, oh wow. 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 And I mean, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you getting disqualified for wearing a belly jacket. <laughs> that's, that's crazy funny right there. Oh, shit. Oh man. Um oh man. The cute is on mute today. Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Hold on. The situation in Benny the Butcher's hometown of Buffalo, New York, was even worse than the Big Apple. According to News for Buffalo, at least 35 people have died in West New York area as a result of the storm. The Grizzilda rapper took to Instagram to show excuse me, to show fans what's been going on in his city. And it's not looking too good. In one video, Benny showed he was snowed in as the storm was wreaking havoc outside his window. In another clip, the Tana Talk MC delivered a public service announcement about safety for his fellow Buffalo residents during this difficult time. Looting has been taking place across the city, and Benny wanted people to be careful.
So Benny the Butcher said, in quote, be careful out here, man, he said while, while wrapped up in his car. It's extra grimy in Buffalo right now. So if you out here by gas stations and shit moving around, keep your eyes peeled and be careful. Um, The city of Buffalo has had a, a tough year in 2022 and not just because of the extreme weather conditions in May. In May, 10 people were killed and three were injured in a mass shooting that took place at the Tops supermarket. Wait, damn, that shit still exists? I thought that store was no more. Anyway, Benny the Butcher paid tribute to the lives lost that day by releasing a sobering song titled Welcome to the States which found him rhyming over Kendrick Lamar's We Cry Together beat. Oof. And um, let's see what else we got to talk about here. Um, What else we got to talk about here, though? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Let's see. Uh. So, uh, okay, um, okay, I forgot to add this in the um, description. Um, I forgot to add this in in the description, but, um, a former Waffle House employee who went viral when she swatted away a chair that was flung at her during a wild brawl says she was blacklisted by the chain after she acted in self-defense. The woman identified as um, Haley B has posted a lengthy YouTube video called WHW Storytime where she menses no words as she recounts the incident from 2021, Fox News reported. And she stated in quote, hold on.
She said, in quote, I was blacklisted. I can't ever work, I can't ever work for Waffle House again. I tried working for another sometime earlier this year, and they found out I was blacklisted. Haley says in an explicit filled rant between puffs, between puffs, um, between puffs of vape. <laughs> in, in the crazy clip. Which she posted December 22nd. Haley was seen facing off against a group of rowdy customers at the Waffle House joint in Austin, Texas. Um, in her video, she says the six people sat in a section that was close, closed off to reduce the influx of customers during a busy night. During but ignored her request to move and demanded immediate service. Immediate service, excuse me. I worked at a Waffle House on and off for four years. I worked my way from being a waitress to being a rock star, she says, adding that the chain doesn't give that honor to just anybody. The six come in, they're they are loud, they are making noise, cool. Everybody's loud, everybody's drunk. It's after last call, bars are closed so you can go home or you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here type thing, she says. Um, and um, the girl in the leopard print starts coming up and, you know, hey, can I get a glass of water? Hey, can I get a glass of tea? Now, nah, granted, I get it. You are drunk. You're thirsty for sure. Yeah. Catch someone's attention. We're busy. I get it. It's a Waffle House, Haley says. But the women, the woman kept harassing Haley, who claimed the woman snarled, snarled. I'm going to make that white bitch cook my food down. So when my manager comes over, I told him what I said. Well, I'm not going to cook your food. Haley continues in the clip. Waffle, Waffle House and any restaurant has the right to refuse service for any reason as long as it is not a discriminatory reason. The former worker continues, I was going to kick them out because they were being rude, she says, adding that she is from the Lake Charles, Louisiana. And, um, and Hallie said that when things got out of hand, she grabbed a sugar shaker and chucked that bitch because she was still jacking her jaw. The feisty former flapjack flipper said, Waffle houses can be deadly. There are guns, there are bullets, bullet holes in the Waffle houses that I've worked for. She's that I worked at, she says. That's how night shift works, and it's sad. It's not safe at night, so we have to do what we can, Haley added. However, the next day, Haley said her boss watched the security video and wrote her up for throwing um, the sugar shaker. Two months later, when she decided to leave the Waffle House and tried to get another job, try to get a try to get a job at another location, she was told she had been blacklisted. I can't I can't ever work for Waffle House again. I tried working for another sometime earlier this year and they found out i was blacklisted she says in the video um after the freak fracas made waves online hattie launched a new twitter account called the real w wendy or waffle house wendy under the user witch dragon five. Oh boy 
that really sucks, man. That has to really suck right there, man. You know what I'm saying? That has to really suck. Um, yeah, man. That has to really suck, though. Unfortunately for her, that she has to go through this mess. Look, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the deal with fights at Waffle Houses. I really don't understand this shit right here. I really don't understand that. That's just crazy, man. Like, how do you even like this is this is like the idea of being a rageaholic. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, let's see, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, we have, um, let's see. Several users expressed their admiration. Um, several users expressed their admiration um let's see come on come on come on come on let's see yes yeah, several hold on a minute hold on a minute hold on a minute several if i can find it several 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 users expressed their admiration for the former employees toughness if i ever need personal security Security. I'm hiring WH Wendy, the Cajun enforcer, the featherweight phenom, the take no shit chick. One said in a tweet. Even Wonder Woman herself was impressed. <laughs> Linda Carter, the 71 year old actress who played the sexy superhero in the 1970s, last week took to Twitter where she wrote, I trained at Waffle House. In her video, Haley said she simply took care of business that fateful night. They were being rude, belligerent. I finished what I started. That's really it, she said. And no comment from from the Waffle House and stuff to the post. So anyway, let's get into the next the next um next thing that we need to get into. Um, let's see. All right. Um, all right, we got some music stuff to get into, so we're gonna get into some music news and stuff. So let's get into this. Um, okay, so we have we have D4L's Laffy Taffy 
Hang on one second. Yeah, sorry about that, folks. It's um the noisy planes outside. Um, anyway, y'all y'all remember the fucking song named after Candy Laffy Taffy, right? Um, <laughs> so Atlanta Crew D4 D4L crafted a platinum-selling hit and guaranteed new Millennium Party starter when they recorded their 2005 single Laffy Taffy, which appeared on the group's one and only studio album, Down for Life. Initially released in October of 2005, Laffy Taffy enjoyed a steady rise up and rise up the charts. D4L members, Fabo, Mukbi, Stoney, and the late great Shorty Lowe celebrated their first ever number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart on January 14th, 2006. Laffy Taffy was officially remixed by Busta Rhymes later that same year, and the phrase Shake That Laffy Taffy at, served serves as a pop culture reference for any kid who grew up in the early 2000s. D4L brought a new brand sound to Atlanta when they helped kicked off kick off the snap music craze in the mid-2000s. Produced by Born Immaculate, Broderick, Thompson Smith, and K. Rab. Laffy Taffy uses a sample from New Edition's 1983 hit Candy Girl and intricately plays with elements of Southern snap music in the most catchy way possible. What's even better when the song's video was dropped, D4L introduced the easy infectious snap dance move to the masses, making it a dance most anyone could do. The song's ubiquitous ubiquitous hook was hard to ignore and had party people all over the place shaking their laffy taffy <laughs> you know the shit reminds me of the candy so that's yeah on august 12 2009 laffy taffy was certified three times platinum by the recording industry association of america for three million copies sold in america in you in the u.s all right so all right some more stuff that we needed to get into so slick rick had a birthday recently um yeah slick rick had a birthday recently he recently turned 58 so here's what's going on here though slick rick's last reception in brooklyn was decidedly frigid with the legend being booed during a halftime performance whoa wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute Wait a minute. That's not what that's not what I was looking for. 
No, 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 no. That's not what I was looking for. That is not what I was looking for. I do apologize with that. Um, 58th birthday. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, here it is. Yes, here it is. Um, so let's see. Hip hop OG Slick Rick stopped by Brooklyn Bowl to celebrate his birthday on Friday. The event marked the 12th annual birthday celebration for the illust illustrious rapper and street fashion trailblazer who rose to prominence with Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew in the mid 80s with early hip hop classics like The Show and Lottie Dottie. Ha! <laughs> Everybody remembers, remembers those tracks. I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> Damn. Hold on. Okay, Slick Rick um, was joined by DJ Chaos and the Slick Cats at Friday's show, which also features sounds by, D by cool DJ Red Alert. But of course, the star of the show was Slick Rick himself, who celebrated his 58th birthday with an enthusiastic crowd at Brooklyn Live Music Hub. Um, of course, known as one one of the most sampled artists of all time, Slick Rick was recently named one as one of the recipients of a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 2023 Grammy Awards. Um, to be receiving this honor is incredible. He wrote in a social media post. He went on to add and to be um in marvelous, marvelous, marvelous company with my fellow inductees and is humbling god is good all the time among the odd other artists slated to receive receive lifetime achievement awards are nirvana now rogers the supremes and and nancy wilson of heart bobby mcfarren and ma rainey <laughs> of course um yeah and you can and also this is from the website um live for live music.com you can take you can check out the gallery of photos you can check out the gallery of photos um from slick rick's birthday celebration at the broken bowl courtesy of photographer ken spielman of course for more on slick rick including 
upcoming upcoming tour dates and ticket ticketing details visit his website all right so there you have it right there there you have it um let's see uh let's see let's see let's see um let's see um let's see uh let's go to hip-hop album covers that fans hated okay and this was posted around my birthday so um all right so cover art is the opening statement to an album just like the music behind it artwork has the potential to live on forever now whether that's in good or questionable favor among fans isn't as certain that's no disrespect to the creators but over the last few years there's been several pieces of hip-hop cover art that have leaned more towards the latter one glaring cover that wasn't too successful in the in the court of public opinion points to drake's 2021 album certified lover boy the cover features 12 different pregnant emojis, all of different colors and complexions. Fans on Twitter chimed in to suggest that the artwork was some vibrant of trash, and others argued that he was trolling by releasing such thing. Of course, Kanye West experienced similar backlash when he dropped the lead image for Donda, released that same year. The cover was a, a simple black square to which the public wasn't too pleased to see. Hmm. Yeah, who are you telling? Who in the hell are you telling? Whew. Wow. Who are you telling? Who are you telling? Oh, yeah. Oh, no! Yeah, right there, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, hold on. Yeah, um, people got their jokes off 
mostly poking fun at the idea of the cover having hidden messages, hidden messaging or imagery imagery that plays into Ye's brand as an art as an artist. Um hold on. All right. Um. Yes. Yeah, so in 2022, Meek Mill hopped in to continue this trend of underwhelming album visuals. He restored rap's prosperous mixtape era with his latest release, Flamers Five, which features a black square with five fire emojis on top of it. Nothing more. Nothing less. At this point, folks had enough and got on social media to press Meek to press impress Meek on who was responsible for the work. The number of there's a number of other album covers that have been shunned by the public on social media, from Kevo Muni's goat giving birth to the baby's ghoulish face. <laughs> Oh shit. Um double XL packs them all together and briefly aggregate aggregated of what fans have been saying about them over the last few years. Of course, you can check out the gallery. I'm not even gonna go over the y'all can look at the gallery of the fucking um album covers um for yourselves for at www.xlmag.com slash hip hop album cover art fans hate it and let's go to the opposite of of being hated um let's go to let's go to hip-hop songs that's been um named at the name at the rapper's favorite pop stars oh boy um, through the years, as hip hop has become such an undeniable staple in pop music, it's hard to tell where the rap game starts and pop culture begins. With the lines being blurred more than ever, hip hop holds a major influence um, over pop music, but th- that same impact frequently swings the other way as well. That much is evident when it comes to many the many times rappers choose to title their tracks after stars within the pop realm. Naming rap songs after pop music stars only makes sense. Pop stars are some of the most recognizable names worldwide, so it doesn't come as much of a surprise that song titles include the names of such notable figures 
often obtain a certain rate of success. Ray Shrummer's Ray Shrummer's multi-platinum 2016 smash Black Beatles reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, and in 2022, Armani White's Billie Eilish was listed as one of the year's biggest songs on TikTok. While rappers have been re- have been referencing these public figures within song titles for years through tracks like Yo Gotti's 2015 song Rihanna featuring Young Thug and 2016's Hannah Montana by Migos, the move has become even trendier recently. In 2022 alone, Nas and Hit Boy used Michael Jackson's name in the title of Michael and Quincy, their lead single from King's Disease 3, whilst while Snot's um, Doja Cat, no, Snot's Doja featuring um, Ace at Rocky, aka Late Rocky, has raked in over 56 um, million streams on Spotify. <laughs> um, the tracks named after pop stars have not only been successful in things like record sales and chart positions but some rappers who do so have also experienced a few added benefits as a result just months months after the song um um dua lipa appeared on jack harlow's 2022 album come home the kids miss you the kentucky spitter is now rumored to be dating the real dua lipa in a similar fashion drake landed himself a passionate smooch from madonna Madonna after he named a track after the legendary singer on 2015's If You Are Reading This, it It's Too Late. With all that in mind, XXL highlights many instances in which hip-hop songs were named after pop stars. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm not even gonna, re- I don't know if I'm gonna go through all that shit. Well, wait, damn. Huh. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. I'm not even gonna go through all that. Um, y'all could check it out for yourselves too, man. At www.xlmag.com slash hip hop songs named after pop stars. Y'all could take a look for yourselves too. Um, let's see what else we got to what what else we have on the agenda. Um okay, we got 13. 13- Best new hip hop songs. Okay, let's get into let's get into that right there. Oh Lord. Um and um um okay, so week in and week out, there are plenty of brand new rap songs, no matter the time of year it can be really difficult to stay aware of what's out and also what's hot. So XXL decided to make things much easier for you. Instead of sorting out nearly everything that released this this week, we've narrowed it down to strictly the best of the week, saving you plenty of time. Expect to see selections from the established um, stars, the next wave of new talent, up and comers and everyone else in between 
if your song is fired enough to beat the competition, it'll take one of the weekly spots. You can trust us on this one. Follow our lead, and you'll never get laughed off the ux the ux chord again. Your friends will finally trust you with playlists. It'll be wonderful. In addition to that, you can check back every week for the latest and greatest tracks. Okay, you'll always have somewhere to turn to each week, being sure to find some songs you'll dig. Of course, enjoy this week's list featuring new songs from Ice Spice, Athen Asmuchi, um, Trippy Red, Psycho featuring Future, ASAP Rocky, aka Lake Rocky, Same Problems, and, and more. So you have... Um, Ice Spice acting a smoochie. Psycho, Trippy Red featuring Future. Same problems, ASAP Rocky. Um, Baby Fuch, Autumn. 23. Hang on a minute. 23. NLE Chopper. Can't charge for. Can't chart no can't change for you. Um Bankroll Hayden featuring um Charlie on a Friday and Arden Jones. Um walked in M Triplin Gangster CJ Where's Dexter? Rich the Kid, Famous Dex, and Jay Critch. Moon Swings. Moon swings. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Moon swings 2K baby. <laughs> um door Ron Suno. <laughs> the kid okay, I can't go back to the way it is. The kid um Leroy. Boldy James, no, hold on, Dopey, Boldy James, <laughs> and Rich Gaines featuring Sir Michael Rocks. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we got another one. We got another one right here of hip-hop um, songs of the week. We got another one right here. Um.
All right, sorry about that. Um, those planes. Anyway, so um, our next um, next topic is uh, Tony Yayo and Lloyd Banks have kicked off the new year together with the release of a new, a brand new track titled Rocket Chamber. Of course, you can check it out below. The new collaboration here's the former G-Unit colleagues tearing up the beat produced by Reasonable as they let off rhymes st about standing against the competition and protecting protecting what's theirs. Hmm. Okay. Um. I'm heading up again. Hating just fuels my rocket chamber. Few niggas clone the flow, happy to be my doppelganger. I pocket a stainless cool ticket hung hung on my closet hangers. Lloyd Banks raps. Yayo jumps, then jumps in with a verse that highlights how things go down in his hood. It ain't, it ain't roses or unicorns where I'm from. He raps. Little niggas stack trophies on their face, they bodies on. Project Square games for cocaine. You you get an extra belly button from the FN. Um the song follows. Hold on a second. Oh gosh. Damn it. Damn it. So, um, the song follows Banks and Yale's last collaboration, Don't Switch, which features the Blue Hefner's most recent album, The, the Course of the Inevitable Two. Tony Yale's last official single as a lead artist came in 2011 with Haters. Featuring 50 Cent, Roscoe Dash, and the late, um, late great Shorty Low. Although he hasn't been releasing music like Banks has over the last few years, Tony Yeo still has a big presence in the hip hop game. With all the interviews he's been doing as of late, his most notable conversations have come via Vlad TV, such the time he admitted to having a bouncy on his head and sharing how 50 protected him and other members of G-Unit. One recent interview with This Is 50 saw Yayo claim 50 was a better boss than Jay-Z because of how each of them treat their respective artists. The so seductive rapper used Uncle Murders as Uncle Murder as an example, stating while he was signed to rock Rockefeller in the mid 2000s, Hove never did anything close to what 50 has done for him. That's why I respect him because we have more of a of an of an assist. Yayo said we have 50 Cent, so I knew I was okay. He said 11 million. He sold 11 million records. I'm gonna get a percentage of his fans. I'm good. He had the kind of more do do it on his own he had deals with jay-z and them but jay-z ain't gonna never i always tell them 
all the time. Jay-Z ain't treating you like this nigga. Yayo continued, in quote, I'm just telling you how we get treated. I'm quite sure Hove and a lot of artists, they treat some of their artists maybe good, maybe not. I'm just telling you how we get treated. I don't know if Jay-Z ever had him. Oh, boy. Ever had him in the Armani Hotel. Okay, let's see. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, right. Um, let's see. Um All right. Um All right, let's get into some stuff to do for the weekend. Actually, there's three places to do for the weekend in New York. I'll do the other I'll do the others tomorrow. I'll do the others um um tomorrow when I get a chance. Um Okay, um, so let's see what we have here, um, okay, all right, so we got some events coming up for this weekend, of course, starting February the 10th, um, a little reminder that um, this Friday coming up at the Barclays Center is Ladies Night R&B and Super Jam, and and of course um, this features um who is who is it featuring? Who does it feature? Hold on a minute. Who does it? Who does it feature? Who's in it? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna see what's. I'm gonna see who's in it, so y'all could get a better idea. I actually saw something like this though. Um, I actually saw something like this actually. Um, Actually, let me see if I could find a picture of, because I saw a picture, I saw a picture where they had like a list of, um, a list of people that's going to be performing. Let me see if I could find it. Okay, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Let me just find it right here. Um. Okay, here it is. So who's gonna so who's performing in ladies night ladies night RB in Super Jam? You ask, of course, you have Maxwell, Neo, Keisha Cole, Mario, Stokely, uh, Rakim, Blackstreet, Carl Thomas, um Yeah, Mario Stokely, yeah, yeah. Rakan Blackstreet and Carl Thomas return to Brooklyn on Friday, February the 10th. Make sure you get your tickets. Make sure you get your tickets, though, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be at the Barclays Center, which is located at 620 Atlantic Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11217. 
All right. You can follow the Barkley Center on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, that way you can get a better idea of who's going to be in it. I guess that's the only people that's in it. I guess that's the only people that's in it, though, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me make sure so I don't, um, I don't miss anything. Let me make sure I don't miss anything. Hold on a minute here. Let me make sure I don't miss anything. Okay, Bart Clay's Center. Okay, let me make sure. All right, so, all right, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. Um, wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. I remember seeing the picture. They should have a picture of this, though. You know what I mean? Damn. They should have a picture of this, though. Hold on a minute. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they should have a picture. Um, yeah, so, so yes, um, everybody's in it. Let me take a look here. Let me make sure I got the right information here so y'all can get an idea on who else is going to be. I think that's about it. Like, who? I think that's about it. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, though, on whoever's in it. Um, just a sec. Just a second. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I think that's it, man. I think it's the I think that's the only people that's performing. So um yeah, so so I yeah, I I got the right information. Okay, so you can go to the link at the Barclay Center on any social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for your tickets. Make sure you get them. Don't wait to the last minute and all that great stuff right there. And also happening on Friday, February, February the 10th. Um, by the way, by the way, there's also more actually. I didn't even wait a minute here. And it's also another one. Hold on a second. Oh my fucking gosh. So, okay, so Maxwell. Neo, Keisha Cole, Mario, Stokely, Rockham, Blackstreet, and Carl Thomas. And then on February the 15th, Brian McKnight, um, Faith Evans, Jagged Edge, Music Soul Child, K. Michelle, Mario, Little Kim, Marsha, and Brocious, After Seven, John B., Silk, Shaka, Shaka Demas, and 
and pliers on February the February the 15th. And also uh let's see. Oh man. Also happening in Ladies Night that's also included is Boys to Men, Keisha Cole, Elder Barge, um, Music Soul Child, Tank, Genuine, Avant, Drew Hill, Big Daddy Kane, and Funk Flex. That's all happening. F- Wait, is it? That's already happening now. So that's happening right now. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's happening tomorrow. Hold on. Tomorrow's the tenth, so that's the tenth. That's the tenth. So just um, just bear with me. So that's the tenth. Um, who else? Who else though, man? Um, yeah. Who else is in there? Um, I think that's it. All right. Um. Okay. Got it. Um, also happening at the Barclays Center. Okay, so it's not only February the 10th of Friday, but it's also happening Saturday, February the 11th. That's Ladies Night R&B Super Jam. And also, um, Boys to Men is going to be there as well from tomorrow, um, what is it, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Barclays Center. Oh wow. Um also also um let me see who else is gonna be in Brooklyn. Yeah, and also what's happening in Brooklyn is the RB paint night. I, I I don't quite get it, but I don't quite get it, but um this R&B paint night. So I guess this is what's going on here. So let me just um, let me give you a little rundown on what's going on here, and let me just give a shout out to somebody that just came in. Hold on a minute. Shout out to the crew from Pick Six with Nick and Noah. Shout out to y'all. Okay, also happening um tomorrow on February the 10th is RB Paint Night. And for those of you who may not know what that is, I'll fill you in. And basically, um, it's located at Prime um 143. So it's 143 um Tame Street, Brooklyn, New York, 11237. And the event starts from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, and and the uh, 
and about this event um basically it's, th it's a three-hour event please don't be shy as you enjoy step-by-step -step instructions from our talented artists all of our guests will get the opportunity to sing their favorite songs and be a star for the night foods food and drinks will be available for purchase so be sure to come thirsty and ready to eat doors open at 7 p.m we aim to start the event between 7 45 and 8 p.m great tunes and vibes will be provided by dj ty the casual threat make this valentine's day weekend one to remember and of course artists of the night includes sparkle um and uh and I'm not sure who else is in it too, but I'm not sure who's in it. But um, but yes, you can. But yes, you can check that out. Actually, also, it's also happening Tuesday on February 14th at 7 p.m. too. So if you can't make it to the one on Friday, there's also another one on Tuesday, February 14th. At 7 p.m., RB Paint Night, Prom 143, which is in Brooklyn, New York. And I suggest you look up the the train lines that actually goes by Tame Street. All right. So you don't get lost on here. And um and yeah, this is and and of course it is going to be 39. $39, wait, hold on a second. If I'm not mistaken, let me just, um, if I'm not mistaken, hold on. If I'm not mistaken, let me just make sure I got the price right here. So, so yes, the price for this, if I'm not mistaken. So this one right here for Friday is $39.47. And for Tuesday, February 14th, it's $39.02. Very interesting. Very interesting right here, man. And um, and yeah, so so there you have it right there. Um let me do one more thing before I wrap up here. Let me do one more thing before I wrap up here. Um Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah, so there you have it right there, man, on the places that's going on Friday and Saturday. And of course, um, boys to men included. And of course, um, and wherever events that you're trying to get to, you can also check that out. Check that out too. So, um, so yeah, there you have it right there. There you have it. So, I think that's gonna do it for this for this episode right here. On um, on episode two thirty four. And basically, and basically, we're gonna get into the last segment of the night. 
the last segment on the night is going to be stream choices on the go. That's where I inform y'all where you can actually um, follow the show on social media and, of course, the streaming platforms. Let's go. Yes, so, so you know what to do, folks. For all you listeners out there, you can follow. You can follow and show your love by following Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast on on Facebook and Instagram, alongside with my sports podcast show, which is excellent fun, fun, vibrant talks podcast. Um, the sports edition show and the, and um, my review show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, is also going to be on Instagram as well. And you can also follow the homie right here, your host with the most, right here, G Money Stacks, um, at G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Be sure to turn your notifications. And, 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 of course, stay tuned for details on which episodes are going to be dropping on each on each of those um, particular days. All right. And. Um, and like I said, man, we're going to get into the link in bio where you can go to um, listen to the episodes and stuff and stream as well so and by the way um when you go to the link in bio you can also leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks 550 oh, excuse me gmoneystacks um slash message that's anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks slash message and and tell me what you think about the topics today especially uh, what happened with um with the, with East Bay, and what happened with um what happened with the uh, with the issue with the uh, and how do you feel about um the hip hop cover arts? How do you feel about um um the rest of the topics? All right, so there you have it right there, and. And also, you can you can go to the Lincoln Bar where it has all the audio streaming platforms. And speaking of Anchor, that's where we're going to start with right here. So Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Cashbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. And you don't need a credit card or a debit card to actually download these apps, including iHeartRadio, all right? You don't need that. All you need to do is download iHeartRadio along with the other apps that I just mentioned that I just mentioned just now 
and and of course um onto your um iPhones, your Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, your laptops, which includes your Macs, your Apple laptops, your Dell laptops, which includes Windows as well. Doesn't matter which window Windows versions you have, whether you have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, or or whatever. You, you can download these apps to your laptops and of course and of course don't forget to follow don't forget to follow this podcast right here on iHeartRadio as well the New York podcast platform right here alongside with my sports podcast as well which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast um the sports edition show and the and meticulous vibe juice podcast review shows also on there as well. And finally, don't forget to download YouTube as well. You can download YouTube onto your iPhones, your, your Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, laptops, which includes Apple, Mac laptops, Dell laptops including win windows um whether it's seven whether it's um eight nine ten eleven wherever wherever windows um versions you have you can download it to your dell laptops as well and of course make sure you go to um the youtube channel page g money stacks 555 click on the noni noni bell and enable alerts so you can be reminded of when the podcast recording is going to be starting stay tuned for more video contents upcoming episodes previous episodes leave a like and a comment along with the, along with the episodes and topics that's being discussed and of course be sure to download these episodes share the episodes especially on Spotify and wherever else you 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 stream and listen to your podcast as well and and of course um be sure to share the videos listen stream and watch tell a friend to another friend spread the word word of mouth is important and of course be sure to share the link with the audio streaming platforms along with the podcast with your husbands, wives, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your friends, the people you are cool with from work and wherever you meet people, which is um, which includes festivities, barbecues, parties, wherever. All right. All right. That's going to do it for me. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator. And I'd like to say thank you to everybody from all over for listening to this episode right here. Um, episode 234 titled East Wow, East Bay closed down their business. And of course, be sure to be sure to actually be sure to actually um Remember, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. 
if you want something, you have to work hard and you have to earn it. And of course, and of course, um, find your voice, be confident in your voice and how your voice sounds with, on the microphone. And of course, be sure to, to find and look for something that makes you smile doing what you love to do creatively mentally physically and spiritually while you are on your p's and q's consistently with your craft that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision all right and by, by the way, I forgot to me- I forgot to mention this on my sports podcast recording um yesterday that there is not going to be a sports podcast recording of episode 57 this Sunday because of the Super Bowl weekend. Um I want to actually try to look up some um topics in terms of the Super Bowl ads that's going to be there so I could bring it to you here. And who's going to be performing and all that other stuff, whatsoever. So um, I got you covered on that one. Probably in the next episode that's going to happen. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to record 235 tonight. But probably tomorrow, man. Probably tomorrow I'll try my best to actually record 235. And, um, and of course, I will try my best to... I would try my best to actually um, to let you know um, that the sports podcast episode recording is going to be happening on Tuesday of next week. It's not going to happen on Sunday coming up. So I hope y'all have y'all air fryers, your chips, your popcorns, your nachos, your your tortilla chips, your cookies your juices, your beers, um, everything that you need for the Super Bowl weekend. And I hope y'all enjoy the Super Bowl 57 weekend along with everything that you need, including food, including snacks, your favorite snacks. It could be chips, tortilla chips, potato chips, um, cookies, whatever it is that you need to have for Super Bowl weekend, man. Go get it. Go get it at your local supermarket, and of course, be sure to be sure to get your drinks as well, and and of course, you know your beers. If you're a fan of beers, you can go ahead and get that too, and all that great stuff right there. And there you have it, right there, man. Just wanted to let you know that's not going to be a podcast um, recording on Sunday for my excellent, fun, vibrant talks podcast sports edition show. It's going to be happening on Tuesday of next week. So I'm actually going to take a breather from my sports podcast as well so I could actually have more time to put up more sports topics and all that other stuff right there. So there you have it right there. And, and yeah, that's going to do it, man. That's going to do it. I'll see you all next time in the next episode. This was an interesting fucking episode right here, man. And and I hope y'all enjoy this, and I hope y'all en- enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. I know I will, and I know you will enjoy the Super Bowl ads and stuff. So there you have it right there. 
And yes, like I said, get your snacks, get your foods, get your drinks, your beers, all that great stuff whatsoever, your flat screen TVs, your air fryers that you're trying to cook food out of and all that other great stuff right there. So thank you for watching, listening, rocking with me on this episode. Peace and one love. Enjoy your Super Bowl 57 weekend. And I'll be back to review the Super Bowl 57 commercial ads and all that other stuff whatsoever. So there you have it right there. Um. Yes. Of course, peace and one love. And be sure to enjoy the rest of your night. And be careful out there. Take a friend with you and check on one another because you never know when somebody might be going through something on, on the inside. It's not about what's on the outside. Remember that. So, Peace out. Good night, everybody. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, 
Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.